Good evening to those who are in social media. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you with our Saturday night messages. Good to be with you on this Saturday evening. We come to you with the word of God. Once again, I always want to let you know that we do have an app, which is Grace and Faith Fellowship. If you go to your, use your iPhone or your Android, you can pull it up on your Play Store and you can download on your phone. And there you can go back, hear the message, see all the messages that we have um, had down through the years. Also, you can see our Bible study, which is on Thursday night, and in Virginia Beach Day on Wednesday night, every other week. And so you can listen to those messages, and we pray that we will be a blessing to you as we come to you on social media. But tonight I want to continue with the Lordship of Christ is part two. Last week, I uh, started about the Lordship of Christ, okay? The Lordship of Christ. I started about, I started by saying, we always say with well, Jesus is Lord, which is true, okay? And it's easy for us to say that, okay? But the reality is that many of us are living with other lords are you living with other lords okay because what i said last week was lordship is both theological and it's practical okay the practical side is how are you living this thing out okay so it's not enough for you just to say well jesus is lord you can say that real easy and most people who are in the church or Christian would agree that Jesus is Lord. Okay. But is are you living it practically? Can people see that Jesus is Lord? And we dealt with the issues. We dealt with different stories in the Bible. Like we talked about um, the man who's by the pool, which was in John chapter 5, verse 1 through 9, how he was by the pool. And he was there 38 years and when Jesus asked him do he want to be made whole he said well you know nobody I got nobody to put me in and he was submitting to the lordship of chronic sickness okay and we know that there are sicknesses in the land and sometimes when you have a chronic sickness the doctor will say you know what just the way you're going to be all the time you might as well just take this medication but that you're submitting to the lordship of sickness when Jesus already said that by his stripes you are healed. And so, and I'm once again, I always tell you, I'm not against doctors. I'm not saying don't go to doc, go to doctor once a year to get my yearly checkup to make sure everything is okay. But if the doctor gives you a report and says, hey, this is who you're going to be, you might as well just settle on this, then. But you got to go with the word of God because that's a false Lord to say, hey, you will always be the way because the, the decision to be healed has already been made by the, the blood that Jesus shed for us. OK, and so we dealt with that. So he was submitted to the Lordship of chronic sickness. We dealt with them. The paralyzed man. OK. The paralyzed man who um, had been paralyzed. And so we, when we dealt with, he was also, not, excuse me, 
that's the same story. The paralyzed man was also submitting to another lordship of bad teaching. Okay. He was submitting to the Lord of bad teaching. You know, so somebody had taught him wrong about God. Maybe you have a bad teaching, you know, that, that you have a wrong concept of God. It's not in line with the word of God. And if you have a wrong teaching of God, then your living is going to be wrong. Your your um, idea or your doctrine of God is going to be wrong. So therefore, if your doctrine is off, if you, you have the wrong concept of God, then your limit is going to be off. You're not going to be able to submit to the Lordship of Christ. You're going to be submitting to other Lords. And so anything that's limiting your life is a false Lord. Okay. We also dealt with the one with the issue of blood. Okay. And she didn't submit to the Lordship of the law. The law said, according to hers, her sickness, to her circumstances, that she wasn't supposed to be in public with that issue because she was deemed as by the law unclean but she didn't allow that to stop her from going in public and touching the hem of jesus garment and getting healed she didn't allow that she took a chance and she got healed so she didn't submit to the law show of the law and sometimes religion will keep us bound that's what the law is, just a bunch of rules with no power, okay? And you're submitting unto the law, other words, you're submitting to things, okay, that Jesus had died and paid for under this grace law. Jesus says, by your stripes we heal. You're healed. You've been rescued. Your, your sins are forgiven. you under grace. You're prosperous. Jesus paid for all that, your wholeness, your mental mindset, everything he paid for with his blood and so if you're submitting to anything other than what jesus paid for you under a false lord okay and we also dealt with um this paralytic who was on the cot where his friends took him to jesus to jesus house to be here and when they got there um they couldn't get in the door it was so crowded everybody wanted to hear Jesus speak. And so the Bible said they went up on the roof, cut the roof out and dropped their friend. And so they didn't submit to the Lordship of politeness and etiquette. They was like, you know what? We know the circumstances look bad. We can't get in, but we're not going to allow that to stop us. So my question to you is, are you allowing circumstances in your life to stop you from getting what God has made available to you? Okay. Are you allowing those things to stop you? Because if God says you can have it, then you have to submit to the Lordship of Christ and say, you know, if God said it, then, then it belongs to me. Because what does Lord mean? Lord means master. He masters or he controls. Whenever somebody master you, well, your it means they control you. They control your thinking. They control your decisions. Whatever your master tells you, you do. That's what Lord means. When you say Jesus is Lord of your life, it means that he is in control of my life. The way I live, the things I do, the decisions I make, places I go. He is Lord. So is he Lord of your life? Now, 
Are you just saying that or are you living it out in a practical way where people can see it? Okay. And so we talked about also blind Bonamaeus, blind man. Okay. He did not, blind Bonamaeus, when he was calling out Jesus, his son of David, have mercy on me. What was his Lord? He didn't submit to the, to the he didn't allow people opinions to lord over him so my question to you is are you allowing people's opinions to lord over you is opinion stopping you from getting what god has for you because the, we we value people's opinions especially people who are close to us people who have been in our lives for a long time maybe a close friend maybe a family member maybe your father your mother and those people we cherish but if they're pain about you um, it's not does not line up with the word of God, then you can't submit to that. Or maybe you've submitted to the opinions of public opinions, people's opinions, people, what the culture says. You're submitting to their opinion and you believe in who they say you are. And so you're allowing public opinions by the world to rule over you. Okay. Instead of the opinion of God, because you got to understand the only opinion that matters as a believer is the opinion of God. What does God say about you? You need to understand what does he say about you? What does he say about me? And if he said it's about me, I receive it and I reject every other opinion that comes against the word of God. Okay, so we left off there and we're going to pick up here uh, this story about the woman gentile woman who jesus called a dog okay in, in the culture of that time gentiles or canaanites were considered dogs and gentiles were the dogs of the dog i mean she was a woman and back then we know women were not considered as they were considered as really second class citizens and so the canaan women refused to submit to the lordship of being inferior because she was a canaanite and a woman okay she refused that and jesus even used the common language of the day gentiles adults yet that did not stop her so let's read this story let's go to matthew chapter 7 uh, verses 24 through 30. and from there he rose and went to the region of tyrians and sidon and he entered a house and wanted no one to know but he could not be hidden for a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him as she came and fell at his feet. And the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to a house, she found the demon going out and her daughter lying on the bed. So we see here, she did not submit to the inferior name she was considered a dog okay 
but she didn't let that stop her. And so sometimes um, the world will label you. You may consider as an outcast. Maybe you are coming from a bad neighborhood that they label you as, you know, a certain type of person. Okay, she didn't allow that to stop her. Okay, even though Jesus, the, the, I said the culture of that time called her. See, well, a lot of times now we we have our culture. T- today, our culture label people. Okay, with certain labels that are inferior. Okay, and you know what? Because the culture labels you as this, the world will have, will don't want anything to do with you. People don't want anything to do once you're labeled a certain way in culture. They call it cancel culture, man. They label you and say, "Hey, we don't do, we don't want anything to do with you." But she didn't allow that to stop her. Okay, she went to Jesus and said, "You know what? My daughter needs to be healed, or whatever, whatever you need from God." Okay, go to him and says, hey, I'm not going to allow the culture to put me in a box. I'm not going to allow culture to tell me what I cannot receive from the Lord when Jesus has paid for everything. Okay, so the thing is, are you allowing culture through it? The culture is very strong now with especially with our young people. And like I said, with the social media and Twitter, Facebook and YouTube and everything that we have access to. Okay, but she didn't allow it. She didn't let it stop it. She was determined that, you know, she wanted her daughter healed. She said, you know what? I believe that, hey, even that if I get the crumbs from the table, my daughter will be okay. And so this is the kind of determination that we have to have. This is the kind, this is what we're talking about practical living when it comes to the Lordship of Christ. This woman just didn't believe God, you know, in, in theology. Okay. Theologically, she was just saying, hey, you know what? Regardless, I believe in the power of God, that God has the ability to heal my daughter. We need to start knocking down some of these things that are restricting our lives and stealing from us. So the question is, what is restricting you or what is stealing from you? Because remember, the, John 10 and 10, the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy. He's stealing things from you and me. He's stealing things from us. See, that's why I said this lesson really ministered to me because I had to come and check myself and take inventory and says, what is limiting my life? What am I allowing the enemy to steal from me or restricting me from getting what God has made available to me to see the blessings manifested in my life? But you you need to knock down those things. You have the ability. God have gave us the ability. God have gave us the authority to knock down things that are restricting us from walking in in the abundant life that God promised us. But you got to be convinced that Jesus is Lord of your life, not only theologically, but practically begin to walk this thing out. You, you, you can't let fear or your past be your Lord. 
Let me say it again. You can't let fear of past be like, or, or you will never accomplish the purpose for God over your life. See, if you walk in fear, and if you if you so focus on your past, okay, you'll never accomplish. Even though God has made gave us all the promises, even though God has a purpose for your life, He has an awesome purpose. But if you allow fear, and you allow past failures, um, the things you've done in the past to to restrict you, you're never going to accomplish God's purpose for your life. So fear is very strong. Fear, fear will paralyze you, keep you. You may be um, saying, well, what if? What if I fail? What if this happens? What if that happens? Well, God promised you if he gave you a word, if it's in the word of God, that you don't have to be fearful. The scripture says that in First Timothy. He's not giving us the spirit of fear, but the power of love and a sound mind. Fear is not come from God, that fear that's holding you back. So, you, but we want to accomplish the purpose that God has for us, for our lives. So don't allow your past to stop you from allowing Jesus to be the Lord of your life, to allow him to control your life, to allow him to rule over your life, and to allow his words, let me say this, to allow his words to rule over your life. And then once you believe it, you begin to walk it out. You, you will see the manifestation. False lords can can knock over, can be knocked over and done away with. And the truth will set you free. It can be knocked over. Because when I think about it, think about being knocked over, just like you have an idol. And the Bible said, Jesus talked about how, I mean, God says um, in the Old Testament, thou shalt have no other gods than me. No ingredients. So you've made an idol and you're worshiping that Lord, the Lord of your past, the Lord of fear, the Lord of public opinion to rule your life. But you can knock these down because it says the truth will set you free. If you have the truth of God's word, it's going to set you free. So yeah, your heart might have different little laws and thrown in it. And sickness or the doctor's what might be one of them. That is one of the things. You know, your heart may have different laws on the throne. What is on the throne of your heart? Is it little Lord or is it Jesus who is the Lord of your life? Okay. It says um, if, if you have allowed limitations in your life based upon little laws in your heart. Okay you can knock them down. If you allow, in other words, you can knock these things down. You can conquer your fear. Okay. You can get over your past, but you've got to submit to the truth of God's word instead of submitting to the truth of these little laws that has your heart. That's what God wants. He wants us to put him on the throne. Put him on the throne and dethrone those other little lords. For so here's the scripture, his proverb. I'm going to read another scripture. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, For as he thinketh in his 
heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to them, but his heart is not with you. So it says, as you think in your heart, so are you. How do you think about yourself? Okay. Because what you think about yourself, that is what you're going to be. Is your thinking lined up with the word of God? With what the word says? Or is your thinking in line with these other little lords that you've allowed your past, your public opinion, education? Uh, as we talked about, the Lord of politeness. Okay. The Lord of, you know, the Lord of, you know, anything, Lord of education, public opinion, different things. The Lord of fear, the Lord of pride, you know, all these things can rule over your life. So you, you can decide that Jesus is your Lord and Jesus is the Lord of health. He's also the Lord of healing. He's the Lord of prosperity. He is the Lord of mental health. He is the Lord of physical health. He is the Lord over all. Okay. Just the recognition of this will start setting you free. And you will start moving into a new dimension of faith. You have a new vision for your life of the potential that is out there. And you can be healed, be whole, and you can walk in victory. You can walk in health. So you, you got to begin to recognize. Once you begin to recognize these things, okay, then if you begin to set free, you're going to be walking to a, a new dimension of faith. And that's what you want. But you first got to recognize the things that God has said about you. His word says, and you begin seeing yourself, starting seeing yourself being set free from everything that's limiting you in this life so you can fulfill your purpose. Okay? You got to choose not, you have to choose not to look at your circumstance. Here, know what I'm saying? You got to make a choice. You got to choose not to look at your circumstance because guess what? Your circumstances will speak to you and Lord over your life. When you look at your circumstances, I know you right now, you're looking at your circumstance and saying, well, how in the world can I get through this? Circumstance is bad. But you can allow your circumstance to Lord over you or you can choose to allow Jesus and the word of God to Lord over you. So you can look at you can choose to look at your circumstances, your past, you get public opinions, inconveniences, limitations. You can look at education or physical appearance. You can choose not to look at all these things. You choose to look at the things that are not seen. Or in this context, choose to look at the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what we want to be looking at. We want to be looking at the lordship of Jesus Christ. We don't want to look at our past. We don't want to look at public opinion. We don't want to look at these things. We want to look at the things that are not seen. Okay. Okay. And so here's the scripture to back it up. 
2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 18. Here's what it says. It says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. They are eternal. So don't focus on the temporary. I know temporary, you're broke right now. I know temporary, your, your body's in pain right now. Okay. But focus on the Lordship of Jesus Christ, which says, by your stripes, you are healed. Which says that, you know what? I, he will supply all your needs according to the rich and glory by Christ Jesus. That's when you begin to focus on the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Okay, so spiritual eyes choose to see the lordship of, of Jesus, not the lordship of limitations. So you got to have spiritual eyes. So know the scripture says, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? Are you looking at the lordship of Jesus or are you looking at the lordship of limitations? What do you focus on? Because the thing is, whatever you focus on gets bigger. Wherever you give the most attention, it becomes big in your life. So what are you what are you giving your attention to? Okay. Are you giving your attention to the Lordship of Jesus? Or are you giving your attention to other little lords of your life? But here's what it says. Here's, it says, let us lay aside every Lord that we can, we have allowed to influence and constrain and restrict our lives. And let us press forward. Okay. Let us press forward. Lay aside. You know, the scripture, and I'm going to use scripture for that. I'm kind of just using, taking um, the Lordship of Christ and placing it in there. But let's look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Here's what it says. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such such great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnare us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, there it is, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Okay, let's lay aside those other lords that are restricting your life, that's holding you back, that has influence on you, and let's Lay those out and pick up the Lordship of Christ. Begin looking unto Jesus, who is your Lord, okay? Your master, your savior, your confidant, okay? Your counselor, he's everything. But in this case, we can't do talking about he is your Lord. He is your Lord, okay? Some of us aren't, aren't getting healed or delivered or set free because we're not calling on the name 
of the Lord? Are you calling on the name of the Lord or are you calling on your other Lords? We're allowing other Lords to dictate how we live. Are you allowing other Lords to dictate how you live? Such things as superstitions that we talked about, bad teaching, uh, people's opinions, family history, educational levels, and other laws have stolen from the Lord. See, why would you allow anybody to take from the Lord of all? They've stolen from him and have place in your life. All these things, bad teaching. We need to make a choice now and decide enough with all these other lords i'm going to submit to the lord the one who died for me the one who has provided healing for my body and a purpose for my life that's what you gotta you gotta get fed up with that somebody said you gotta get tired of being sick and tired of these other lords ruling over your life and now you say i'm going to submit to the Lordship of Christ. And you know, I'm allowing him to be my Lord because he's the one that healed me. He's the one that saved me. He's the one that provides for me every day. He is the one that takes care of me and protects me and protects my family and my children and my grandchildren. He is the one that has blessed me all my life, even when I didn't recognize, even when I didn't, um, even when I didn't acknowledge that he was doing it. But he has a great purpose. But as you submit to him, then you will see that your life will begin to flourish. And all these restrictions that you have placed on because you submitted to the other Lord, you'll break free of that. It says, for whoever called upon the name of the Lord, that's, and this is Romans 10 and 13. Whoever called upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that word saved is not just about forgiveness of sin, okay? It's not just more than that. It's prosperity, wholeness. I mean, everything that Jesus paid for for us. So, so make a choice that Jesus is your Lord. But that put on that revelation on. Put it on. It's like you put on a coat and let that truth set you free and make no provisions for any other Lord. So uh, there's a, a phrase I used to hear years ago. Starve your doubt, feed your faith. Don't make provisions for doubt or fear. Don't make provisions for those things. Don't make provision. If you make provision, they're going to grow and they're going to dominate your life. But make no provisions for those other lords. But put that revelation on that Jesus is Lord. That he is Lord and that he's the one that set me free. He is the one that has delivered me and blessed me. Don't make no provisions for any other Lord. So you, you got to tell your body. When, if it comes to healing, tell your body. Tell your situation. What's up? Tell your body, know it, that Jesus is Lord. And this is how you got to speak. That, that I'm getting up today. That I'm been set free today. That Jesus is Lord. That I'm going to take care of myself today. Jesus is Lord. Whatever I could not do yesterday, I'm going to do it today because Jesus is Lord. This is how you got to speak to your body, to your circumstance, to your situation. 
Now, the, 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 now when, I, when you begin to do this, because some of you may be saying, well, this is crazy. You know, I can speak to it, you know, and, and I've been maybe you're saying, well, you know what? I spoke to my situation and it didn't change. Well, there, there might be some resistance. Remember, you got an enemy. OK, there might be some resistance. But you, you have the great one living on within you, the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's going to be some resistance. You know, sometimes we think healing or things don't happen immediately or fast. We think, well, God don't want to do it. Oh, we say stuff and religion have taught us, well, if God don't do it in a certain amount of time, it's not his will. No, that's not true. It may take some time. Because they're what? They're the resistance in the spiritual realm that's coming against what you're saying. But if you stand on it, it's going to come to pass. Why? Because Jesus said, it is finished. Everything he did, it is finished. So you got to get fed up. You got to tell your situation, tell your body, tell your mind that, hey, you know what? Jesus is Lord. Okay. Jesus is my Lord, not these other Lords. Jesus is my Lord, not doubt, not fear. Okay. Not selfishness, not pride. Jesus is Lord of my life. And today I submit to him and I resist all these other Lords. Cause look at John eight and 36. It said, therefore, if the son makes you free, you are free indeed you're free if the son has set you free you are free indeed people who give up don't know who their lord is now i want to say that one more time now, i know that's pretty strong but people who give up don't know who their lord is because I said before, sometimes when things don't happen fast enough for us, we give up and we quit. But if you give up, you don't know who your lawyer is. Because guess what? Let me say this. Jesus did not give up on you. What if he had given up on us? What if he had didn't die on the cross for our sin? What if he just gave up on you? What if he didn't keep on pursuing you when you was out in the world? When you was doing, what if he had given up on you? But people who give up, you don't know who your Lord is. Because Jesus didn't give up on you. Hebrews 6 and 12, it says this, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Let me read that again, because I think that's strong. That you do not become sluggish. I don't want you to become sluggish tonight. Don't become sluggish. But imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. So they inherit the promise through faith and patience. I'm believing God, his word, stand on his word. And being patient, that I know that hey, it is already done. And even if you don't see the manifestation right now, don't say what well, you're manifesting. Don't say that. I've learned. Don't say that. You know what? I'm waiting on a manifestation. Just keep sowing. Just keep sowing seeds. We don't do that in the natural. When you plant a seed, 
if it doesn't come up by a certain time, you don't say, well, you know what? You don't give up. You don't say, well, it's not going, not going. No, you just keep watering that seed. You keep watering that seed because you know, hey, it's going to come up. It's a done deal. So the same thing with your healing. It's the same thing with your circumstances. It's the same thing with anything else. You keep sowing. What am I sowing? The word. How did I do that? Guys, we talking about, about speaking. Say, you know what? Jesus is Lord of my life. Jesus is the one that got me up today. Jesus is the one that's my healer. And so you keep sowing seeds. So if you give up, you don't know who your Lord is. And so read again, Hebrews 6 and 12 says, but that you don't become sluggish, but imitate those through faith and patience and heard the promise. The Lordship of Christ will lift you up and set you on an eternal course. That's what it's going to do. God wanted you to enjoy the same quality of life he enjoys. That's what we're talking about, that abundant life. And he gives us promises, not limitations, not fear. These are things here. But, but faith that the Lordship of Christ could set us free to walk out our full purpose in health and, and enjoying life. Okay. God wants you to have the same quiet life he did. He said that I come that you may have life and have it more abundant. One bird said to the full to the overflows. Okay, that's what he says. Let me read Second Peter 1, 3, and 4. This is what Second Peter says. Verses chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. He and his divine power has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by his by glory and virtue that which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promise that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. He said we've been given all these things that pertain to life and God. It says what? Through the knowledge of him. How do I obtain these promises? Through the knowledge. Through knowing him. That's how you receive these promises. Through knowing the lordship of Christ. Is that we have been translated from the domain of other lords into the domain of the Lord Jesus Christ. And his lordship is all about you having complete, being completely whole, completely healthy, completely full of God's promises, God's joy, and God's peace. That's what the lordship of Christ is all about. You being completely whole. What does that mean? That says you being completely healthy in your physical body and your mental state. You have, you're walking out your purpose in God. You have peace, as the Bible said, which surpasses all understanding. Okay, that's when you submit to the Lordship of Christ. Because it says here in Colossians first, chapter 1, verses 13, it says we have, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his, of the son of his love. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. 
So why are you walking in darkness? Okay. We have been delivered from the, the dominions of other lords. And into the, the dominion of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we shouldn't submit to any other Lord but the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want us to go from just saying Jesus is Lord. I want you to go from saying Jesus is Lord to walking it out practically. To seeing that manifestation in your life and say, you know what? Jesus is Lord. And I'm going to see the manifestation of what his word says. So the question is, that are you submitting to other lords? So I want you to take inventory of your life and be honest with yourself and say, you know what? Am I? Have I? Place another Lord on the throne where Jesus is supposed to be. Am I allowing something else, some other Lord to control my life, which is limiting me from seeing the promise of God come into my life, whether it's physical healing, whether it's mental, whether it's spiritual? Are you allowing these things to hinder you from seeing? the manifestation of God's promises come in your life. Is he in control of your life? Or are you just saying that? Okay. Are you just saying that? Or is he really Lord of your life? Can people see it? Can you see it? Because when you Lord, you're going to begin to see the manifestations that God promised you. May God bless you. I thank you for you. This word tonight, God, I thank you for this word. Let me pray for you in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that your word has went forth. And I thank you that your word is setting people free. I thank you, God, that you are the Lord of our life. Because you pay for everything. You are paid for this abundant life that you say that we can have. And God, I speak to the person who is hearing this, I thank you, God, that, that they are tearing down these other laws. And God now is placing you on the throne, that you are the Lord of their life. And God, I, I come against the opinions of people. I come against past failures. I come against uh, sickness in the body. In the name of Jesus, I come against anything that's hindering that person from walking in the abundant life that you promised. I come against anything that's hindering the manifestation of your promises. And I rebuke Satan, we rebuke you right now in the name. We take authority over you. I declare that person healed. I declare that person set free. I speak to that circumstance. I could command that circumstance to line up with the word of God. I speak to that child who is out there on drugs. I declare them delivered in the name of Jesus because Jesus, you are Lord and we worship you and only you and you alone are worthy of all our praise and the glory 
in the name of Jesus, we bless your name, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening tonight. I believe I have one more uh, part to this that I may just go back and just, I feel like I need to go back and just re um, say some things that I even said tonight that you may get an understanding that Jesus is Lord of your life. And if he's not Lord, practically, then you begin to walk in that. And so we thank you for listening once again. And may God bless you. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.